Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. Thanks for hanging out. First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts. Uh, off season, we're not doing every team every week because there's not stories for every team every week. But there is a three-time All-Pro who was 35% of his team's receiving production when he played last year with apparently a lot to prove because there's a lot of doubters out there. DeAndre Hopkins, Pony. He has been released. He is a borderline Hall of Famer. Do you believe DeAndre Hopkins is going to go to a good team? This offseason. Let's start there before we pick your before we pick your team. Do you believe that he will go to a good team as the difference for a championship contender? Or it'll be like, I'm going to the highest bidder. Okay, so this happened with JJ Watt a few years ago, and everyone started linking him to teams like the Bills and Packers. Yep. And he ended up in Arizona because they paid him the most money. So I think that's probably where your question comes from, the way you Correct. phrased it. Uh, if if Hopkins does not end up with one of those teams like the Chiefs or Baltimore uh, and it's going back to Houston, then I will not under I will not have understood why the situation unfolded the way that it did in Arizona. So I think it will be with a good team. I'm still wondering on Hopkins' end and even Arizona's situation, why it played out this way. If Arizona thinks that this year is just a throwaway year and they don't know exactly what kind of Kyler Murray they're going to have, they're not even that invested in Murray, uh, even though they've given him all that money because there's still the chance they have a top pick and have the potential or the chance to draft Williams or May why would you want to why would you want to give away or just cut Hopkins loose and not see what the guy has this year and maybe play him and Brown with a really good quarterback next year or a young quarterback next year I didn't understand like Hopkins wanting out fine but did Hopkins misevaluate the market so badly 
that his options are now places like Cleveland and Houston? It sounds like he has. It sounds like he did. Well, Arizona's a bad franchise. What's the Houston Texans? Uh, one of the worst franchises. But what I'm what I'm saying is I, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is 30 and he's had injuries recently. Yeah. I think that they have, and he was due to make over $30 million, the most of any receiver in football next year, if he stayed in Arizona. I don't think that's the type of player that helps you lose the most games in the NFL when a bunch of teams are going to be trying to lose for Caleb Williams. And then you also hope that he still has something left in the tank at 32. I have been surprised by a a different element of this story. I have been surprised by how many people on the record and off the record, or I guess for attribution and not for attribution more accurately, have been trashing DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, me too. Because it didn't start until he was released. Yeah, and well, and like, and obviously other teams can't comment on him until until he is released. But like, Dan Campbell's like, we like our receiver room. Mike McCarthy's like, we like our receiver room. Mike Vrabel's, we like our receiver room. Those are all teams that I would have said they would have made decent amount of sense for for DeAndre Hopkins. To varying degrees, um, at least in Dallas and Detroit's case, teams that have a dream of winning a Super Bowl this year, if a bunch of things break right, or at least making it to an NFC Championship game, if things break right, like I absolutely would have believed that the Cowboys could have done it, and the Lions with Jamison Williams suspended uh, for for six games, like I absolutely could have seen it. I think he got six games, maybe four. Uh, so the just teams like on the record taking themselves out of the running. And then the anonymous stuff, bad in practice, goes at his own pace. He can't run anymore. He's not the same. And I know they were a flawed offense on a number of levels, but it was like the second stat, uh, is the first stat in the second paragraph of the ESPN article said, the guy was literally 34.8% of their receiving yards last year. He was a productive player when he played. So like this idea that he is cooked or washed seems very, very silly to me. And I am just surprised that reputationally harshly off the record and pretty bluntly on the record, teams are just taking themselves out and not wanting to be in the Deandre Hopkins business I would have thought he would have had 10 suitors for his services. He's better than Odell Beckham Jr. Who just got 15 million. He just got 15 million. Uh, They're both in their 30s. No wide receiver in NFL history had more receiving yards in their 20s than Hopkins. He put up numbers at a historic clip. He has arguably the best hands in the NFL. And the biggest. So, yeah, I don't get it either. Um... You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's enough of it, though, that doesn't make me think that it's just teams trying to tank their val- his value so they can sign him because of the teams that have said on the record they're not signing him. That makes me think that there is something legitimate to the soft factors, right? We heard stuff like that. Would DeAndre Hopkins be the best receiver 
for a young quarterback to like learn about professionalism and stuff like that. So it makes me think that there is some validity to it beyond just trying to get him to take a cheap deal. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I'm still not buying it. We're still only a few days into this. The Chiefs and Bills reportedly had tried to trade for him. They would have taken the contract on. Maybe Arizona would have eaten part of it, depending on the draft capital that got exchanged. I don't think Kansas City and Buffalo were dumb. I don't think all of a sudden, I don't think that was a smokescreen or, or made up. Right. I think those teams have legitimate interest. If Andy Reid wants to buy low on a guy, and if a team that is, for the most part, made good wide receiver acquisitions in Buffalo is interested in this guy, that's all I need. I think eventually he'll land on his feet somewhere. I think he'll be a huge contributor. Um, if there was a market for Antonio Brown who acted like a complete dumbass, then there's going to be one for Hopkins. I don't care how he practices. Is he a guy that is going to be a legit threat on game day? My answer is still yes. Even though he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season in a couple of years because of injuries and suspensions, now he's reached the point in his life where he's probably more of a high-end two than a low-end one. And I think that there's contenders that would want that. The other thing, the other thing about it is, in my opinion, like is some of this the fact that Julio Jones was in the same situation and completely sucked when he went to Tennessee and Tampa Bay. I think about that. They're sim- not com- not the same build, but as far as where they were in their careers, around the same timeline. And Julio Jones is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, so maybe there's some of that. But then I remind myself that a guy coming off a torn ACL just got $15 million a year from Baltimore. So, all right, let's throw out, let's throw out some teams here. I don't like the Baltimore idea, even though I've been saying that Me Lamar, Lamar needs receivers. But when they, when they draft Zay Flowers and they add Odell, it, do, do we want him learning like in developing chemistry with three different receivers and having all those mouths to feed that that seems almost like too much change right away do you agree with that yes okay Houston is insane that idea is crazy he has to be able to do better than the Texans do we agree with that yeah okay Cleveland makes a lot of sense to me the re reunite with Deshaun Watson they have to protect that investment. Plenty of room to upgrade that wide receiver core. Huge pressure to win and perform immediately in a tough-ish division, but a brutal conference. Not a true contender, so no one could say, like, you know, the best of the best, right? Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, etc. But he it's not an embarrassment. Like, he can save some face there. I don't know that he wants to totally be tied to to Watson just given like the reputational stuff but at this stage of his career he might not be able to be that picky with it Cleveland as like a second tier landing spot for him makes a ton of sense to me yeah I think it does too but I think of him as as the quintessential patriot player these are these are the types of guys that Belichick has always wanted at this point in their careers great player who's cheaper now, and I'm convinced I can still get a lot of production out of them. If you're DeAndre Hopkins, though, yep, and you have a year or two left of productivity, do you want that with Mac Jones or Deshaun Watson? 
I'd rather go to Cleveland because I know that I know that Deshaun Watson will get me the football. That's what I'm saying. Like I like the Belichick part and the New England part and the character by low, all that stuff is of, of course his MO, but it feels to me like if I'm Hopkins, I want to win and I want to be with a good quarterback. And if the tier one teams that can win aren't calling, I go to the best quarterback on a tier two team. Well, yeah, but I, I still think among the tier, I don't think the tier one teams are out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't either, but I, I mean, obviously, man, you two, you like, if you're him, right? Like, would you take 15 million from, or let's say he's going to get more than Odell. Okay. Would you take 18 million from Cleveland or 16 million from Buffalo? I would think he would take 16 million from Buffalo. Agreed. Because I think he could, well, I, okay. I, I don't think he would. You don't. I think, in that, I think in that situation, he would take the 18 because he trusts Watson. I think if you do the 16-18 thing and it's New England versus Buffalo, I think he picks Buffalo. In that situation, I think he would go with the guy that's gotten him the football before and he's had most of his success with. Um, I, I think the team that needs him the most and the match that makes the most sense is Buffalo. I don't know why it would... I think of all the options out there, they don't have a clear number two wide receiver. They're very desperate to win now. Your division just got Aaron Rodgers. Miami has great receivers. It looks like the teams around you are getting better and you're kind of a stagnant team. This would be the jolt that they need this offseason. They've lost guys on defense. Uh, you know, you're already invested in an, in an older team in some areas because Von Miller's back and you're hoping that he has another strong season coming off an injury, even though he's in his mid-30s now. So that's what I would do if I were them. Like if I'm Buffalo, I'm going out in a blaze of glory here. And I'm I'm gonna take with with Diggs and Allen, I'm gonna try like hell to outscore Cincinnati and Buffalo in Kansas City and the Jets, and I gotta win that arms race. And they haven't made a substantial upgrade to their offense this offseason, in my opinion. No, I mean just the tight end that they drafted in the in the in the first round. Kincaid, yep. Yeah, Kincaid. I I'm with you. I think that some of the smoke around those teams not being willing to meet his price and the Odell contract is interesting. And so that's why I'm bringing Cleveland into the mix here of it. Like if there's a team that's top five in terms of Super Bowl odds and they're competitive with money, I hope that's where DeAndre Hopkins goes. To me, that's the most interesting. He needs it quote unquote for his career legacy, all that stuff. Like I want to see DeAndre Hopkins playing playoff games with a good quarterback. That'd be great. But if it's not going to be that, he'll probably just go to the highest bidder. And of the desperate teams, good quarterback could afford him those types of teams. I'd, I'd nominate Cleveland over new England personally. Um, A team that could probably use him, The Raiders, they have a new minority owner in Tom Brady who happens to, I don't know if you heard, uh, he was a pretty good quarterback not terribly long ago. But he also has a $375 million pending contract from Fox that he's just like waiting for for a year. 
He said again, he's looking forward to his broadcasting career with Fox. Not sure if I or anyone believes him. And the quarterback of the Raiders is a guy who used to back him up, and he just had foot surgery, Jimmy Garoppolo. And he failed a physical. What percent chance, I'm looking for a number, what percent chance does Tom Brady play a football game for the Vegas Raiders? I'd put it at 25%. Holy shit. Yes. That is a high number. Really? Yeah, that's high. I thought I was being conservative there. Really? So you put no stock what like into his words, basically. Why would I? He backtracked on, so... on retirement last time. Why what what's keeping him from doing it again? Like he doesn't want people to think that he can't quit football or he doesn't have the shame. The... Like, yeah, shame. Is that really a shameful thing? Michael Jordan came out of retirement twice. But he didn't say, like, I'm I'm 100% done. I can't do the big sign-off. I can't do the sappy Instagram post. Like, Yeah, let's see how he feels. He took the contract on the next job. Yeah, I know that he acted like every single day was a Super Bowl and he needed to invest his entire life into playing football. That was also Brady a, a few years ago. This year... He attempted more passes than anybody in the league, threw for a ton of yards, was not anywhere near vintage Brady, but clearly was not investing as much time and energy into it, and he was still a decent quarterback. So he's not missing OTAs, but once we get closer to the fall, if Garoppolo's journey back doesn't go as planned and the competitive juices start going again, and he has stake in a team that is coached by a team whose system he knows inside and out and they have offensive weapons that's why i said one out of four that he plays at some point do you want to make a bet at those odds four to one yeah uh I'm not against it. I'm not totally against it because like I think 250 bucks against a thousand. I think Garoppolo's fragile, made out of China doll. And I don't, I think if he is invested in the team now, if Brian Hoyer has to be the next man up, I think Brady would just say, let me do this instead. Why is that all that far fetched? I mean, because of what he said? Because well, of what he said. Because of his age, because I don't think that they're very good. Like, does Tom Brady want to come back and just play six more football games for a seven-win team? To what end? Okay, well, that's a different story. I mean, if 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 Garoppolo got hurt in November and they were out of the playoff picture, maybe he would. I don't. Maybe he. Oh, so you come think back it's then. a twenty-five percent chance that he's their week one starter? Yes. Oh my god. That would be unbelievable. I I mean they Danny, they, if Garoppolo's they, injury is, is is something that he can't get on the field. They del- they delayed the contract for a day and then still went through with it. Like he's had the surgery. They they are convinced that he is going to be able to play. Right now they are. But what are they going to do? Keep him in bubble wrap until the first game of the season? You know how I mean, easy it is for gave, that guy to get hurt? You gave Jimmy Garoppolo a, that contract. 
after signing him to a deal and then he doesn't play week one, why the hell did they sign him? That's a what? great question. I don't why know why they, they signed him either. Quarterback? Why didn't they why didn't they back they the quarterback, deal? Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round? Awesome. No, I just feel like they uh, like the injury right now isn't enough to completely back out of the deal, but him re I'm not familiar with everything regarding this injury, either him re-injuring it or suffering a completely different injury. With Garoppolo, we know that's never out of the question. He's the most yeah, injury-prone player anybody, of course. at that sure. position. But yeah, but even even less so for him. He gets hurt more than anybody. I'm I just saying say I don't Okay. I mean, I'm I, I had it at like five percent. The guy is so we're arguing about a 20% difference right now. Dude, yeah, one in twenty versus one in four is significant. I make bets at four to one odds all the time. Yeah, what but if it's 80, but if it, it the difference between 80% and hundred percent doesn't seem that big. I don't think the difference between five and twenty-five is that big. Um, but I think that yeah, I don't think that that's how the math works, buddy. We're talking about a twenty percent difference. We're talking about a one in four chance against a one in twenty chance. Yes, I I get the math on it. Yeah, You're I know. Five times less likely, or five times more likely than I'm saying. Yes. That's different than 80% chance versus 100% chance. That's a 20% difference. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same. Yes, it is. It's not the same. Is it a 20% difference? Yes or no? Yes. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Do you, I will say this. I don't buy that he's broadcasting games for Fox. Oh, so now you don't now you don't believe his words on that. So, so now Danny Parkin says, I believe it when it comes to the playing, but I think he's a liar when it comes to the broadcasting. I don't think that the, the 45 year old man who just took an ownership stake in a team is going to go play for a bad team because of a Jimmy Garoppolo foot injury. I the patron believe. saint of Danny Parkins is a guy who literally did that in another sport. <laughs> he did the same exact thing. So what are you talking? Yes, thank you. That what are you right talking there? about? That he, guy right there? he took over ownership and then he played on, wait for it, a bad team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Football's different than basketball. And Brady I doesn't look at it that way. But I, but I also, I don't know if you know this. It never happened. Mike's last shot was over Russell yeah, okay. to win the sixth title for the that. Bulls. He never played for the Wizards. Yep. That's like one of those, you know, mm-hmm. jet fuel, burn, melt sure. steel beams type of conspiracy theories that you internet cretins have come up with. It, ne- it never happened. He never blocked Ron Mercer's shot with two hands you're, against the backboard. You're in, you're in this, your initial argument was built on a foundation of, well, Brady said it, and now your next opinion starts with, I don't believe what he said about this. I don't believe that Tom Brady is going to go broadcast Jags-Titans for Fox. I don't believe it. 
Yeah, he'll never have to do that game. He'll always have a great game. He'll never he'll never have the like Spiro Ditas game that you just put on him. <laughs> I, I love that. That's a lot of money to say no to. And as long as they don't have, think I think he could have a role. I think he'd have a role. I'd be surprised if he's traveling and grinding games week to week. I think he can be in the Fox family, his production company, you know, Jimmy Johnson retiring, piece of the studio action, uh, help the Murdochs with sales and, you know, going around and locking up, playing, playing golf with the CEO of Ford to get them to buy into the NFL, like stuff like that. Grinding week in and week out in the booth for that type of job would surprise me. It all, I've always felt that way about it. But, I mean, shit, he's going to play 10 more years as the quarterback for the Raiders in the AFC West. So, what do I know? What do I know? That would be... Do you even want that to happen? Uh, yeah, I do. Ugh. I mean, I'm, I'm not sick of watching the guy play. I don't root for him. But if my options are it's a Raiders-Chiefs game and it's either Garoppolo versus Mahomes or 46-year-old Tom Brady against Mahomes, yeah, I know what game I prefer to watch. And I think there's probably about 150 million Americans who would agree with me on that. And in that specific, like, if it's on my TV, I'm in agreement with you that it's more interesting if it's Brady. But I'm just sick of the guy. I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah. But you're not sick of watching Jimmy Garoppolo, whose ceiling is 12th no, best quarterback in the league, and Josh McDaniels. It's not It's not about coach. that. It's, it's like if he's going to play, I want him to be great. Like, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't want the Jordan Wizards, the Jerry Rice Raiders. Also completely disagree. Also completely disagree with that. I respect Brady and what he did and his longevity, but I am not above rooting against the guy and taking great enjoyment and watching him play like shit. When you have it all. Well, I'm up for seeing some more of it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You don't think that there's villains in sports who are fun to watch fail? He's on that list for me. Like no part of you would be sad about like guy guy loses family. No. And quit. I have no empathy for him whatsoever. Oh, Jesus. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't root for the guy. I'm just done with him. I don't I, – I, new generation, we got great young quarterback play. Okay, so there's no part of Danny Parkins that wants to watch Aaron Rodgers flame out in New York with the Jets and have like a 25 interception season. Of course there is. Uh, there is. I, but Ro- Rodgers was the back-to-back MVP two and three years ago. I still think that there's greatness in Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that there's greatness in Brady. I don't point. think I don't think there's greatness in Brady either. But if you're going to play that card two years ago in the playoffs, the dude almost single-handedly beat the team that yeah. ended up winning the Super Bowl. And the year before that, beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But again, he's fucking 46 years old, man. And what's Rogers? 39. 39. Okay. 39. Yeah. And to be honest with you, on the Rogers thing. All of Chicago is rooting for him to fail. A part of me 
honestly, the majority of it. I want him to be great. Oh, that is such a lie. No, no, no. Here's why. I think it would hurt Packers fans more. No. Well, depends. Yes. Depends. Why? Depends. I mean, do you think that Green... I mean, I think there was probably... It was very, very temporary. But the pain of watching Brett Favre in Minnesota lasted literally one season. The very next year, Green Bay won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. So 2009. Okay, well, listen, obviously, if Jordan Love is great, then I'm miserable for the next 15 years anyway. So, but I'm not, listen, the official stance of first and pod, and you know I don't tell you about your takes and you don't tell me about mine, and we certainly have no control over Spencer, but the official stance of this podcast, until proven otherwise, is that Jordan Love sucks. That's the official stance, buddy. He sucks. The Packers are done having a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, that part I agree with, but... For the foreseeable future. He sucks. He has to suck. They need to know how the other half lives. Mm -hmm. How the other 90% lives. They need to know. There are 35-year-old Packer fans that have never seen it. That's insane. I don't like it. It's going to change. Okay. The last story we were going to discuss today is another media story because you and I consider ourselves a couple of Richard Deitches and Andrew Marchands. Yeah, but it involves a Hall of Fame football player, so it's a football topic, I think. That is true. Shannon Sharp wants out of the Skip Bayless business. And apparently after the finals, he's done. Fox Sports 1, what do you think? Yeah, uh, this one, the Shannon Sharp rise in popularity I think I think has happened in large part because people want to root for him to make his co-host look bad that what makes him look good is that there is a big chunk chunk of sports fans who despise the person that he works with and I never really thought Shannon Sharp was all that special when he was on the NFL today on CBS. When he was hired to do this job, I was underwhelmed. I've never really liked the show that they've done. It's always seemed just extremely contrived to me. So it just never really appealed to me as a fan. Um, So I don't look, the guy's got a very popular social media platform. That's done well. It'll probably continue to do well. But like in my, who are the ex-football players who I think are great in sports media? Shannon Sharp is not even in my top 10. If I'm, if I'm grading job performance and football players, ex-football players, he's not even in my top 10. I don't think that he's targeting you, man. I Who is he targeting, Danny? Well, the Club Shay Shay phenomenon. And I don't know how you call it anything other than that. Dude, he's done less than 100 episodes. He has over a million subscribers on YouTube. 
the his I just pulled it up. His interview with Steve Harvey has 5.6 million views on YouTube. That doesn't account for the people that, you know, listened to the podcast. How the majority of people consume podcasts. So he's not targeting me. I don't know that he's well, targeting but I'll flip but I'll flip it on you. His co-host but, is but, like but, but Club Shay Shay has nothing to do with Skip Bayless. No, no, no. But all of what I was about to say is that you're saying, well, he's not targeting you. Okay. His co-host targets us, makes probably what? Close to $10 million a year, would you say? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's like $8 million, yeah. Right. So if you're judging success on social media following and how much money a guy gets paid – then by that by that metric or by that barometer, Skip Bayless is one of the most is one of the best sports media personalities in America, and I wouldn't yeah. rank him in my top ten. What? Well, would you? Well, well, no, not in terms of my my taste. But what, but what are we talking about here? Are we? Oh, like, you asked me about Shannon Sharp, and I'm like, I don't get how the guy is so popular. That's my take on it. I don't get it. I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to articulate I, to you. Okay. Well, my point is, is that like, I don't watch the show either, but it's very popular. Yes, with, there with, are a lot of things that are very popular that I don't understand, and I would now say his meteoric rise is one of those things. Right, but he has. What I guess, so two things. Skip Bayless, by all accounts, seems like a crazy person, right? He's 71 years old. He runs five miles a day. He wakes up at three in the morning. He has total editorial control reportedly over the show, the topics. He even gets to pick his next co-host. That seems like a lot. Uh, That seems like a difficult spot. Good for him. But it has clearly... Right, made him tens and tens of millions of dollars and infinite fame and all that stuff, right? So that seems like a tough working environment. And it obviously did Shannon well. He made millions of dollars, grew a media empire somewhat off of it, and now feels like he can leave whatever the hell he was making at Fox to go do his own thing, either at another television network or just with his own social media stuff. Yeah, all that's right. I think and, I don't think you've said anything that I disagree with on that front. But so, like, what happens with Shannon Sharp next? I think that if you get Club Shay Shay as part of the deal, he's one of the most valuable media free agents out there. Because even if he is not like our cup of tea. That's a massive number of internet following that any startup or established brand, we just saw what ESPN did for McAfee, would kill to have. Young, diverse audience that's loyal and... Well, so dude, why wouldn't Fox just give the guy his own show? I Well, I don't know I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. But he also, man... If, he, if, if the hang-up is he doesn't want to work with a guy anymore and he's that valuable of a commodity, just give him his own show. That's what I would do. I I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. But I also don't know if Fox had has any 
thing tied to club Shay Shay, or if like the thing that he is most successful on independently is his own independent thing. Like, I don't know if that's under the Fox was under the Fox umbrella uh, or not. Hey man, it, he's a charismatic dude. He's interviewing celebrities that are outside of sports on this show. Is it totally outside the realm of possibility that he makes like an entertainment jump here? So he's like the next Michael Strahan. Right. Like in some form or fashion, I have no, I have no idea, but he has a wide range of long form or does he do three episodes a week and try to be Joe Rogan and just, it's just a digital play, start his own internet media company. I, I, I don't know. Um, the, the I do thing, think the that, thing that the thing that I'm missing here is like with McAfee, I feel like McAfee has like I feel like there seems to be either news made or there's like that show like has has entered like the sports zeitgeist where like the McAfee show is looked at as one of the premier sports programs on any platform. Like, whether that's debate shows. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I mean, do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, like, in that but, cluster. I don't I, I don't think of Shannon Sharp's long-form interview show as something that has crossed that Rubicon where it's just a part of sports culture it's i mean good for him that he's got so many youtube followers or whatever but like what about like like pop culture and black culture i think i think that it has in that way and that's what i'm saying like i i can't really speak to it but i think it very clearly has in that way and also that show is a rating success was a rating success on fox sports one like, it just was. And you could say that that was more skipped than Shannon, but we'll see, man. We'll see how many people, like, I'm interested in what they're going to do opposite Skip Bayless, who apparently wants to work until he drops dead. Like, <laughs> is it going to be, are they going to find, you know, it went Stephen A. Smith and now Shannon, are they going to find, another one person debate partner who will be pro LeBron James and anti Cowboys and play the role and do the contrived thing, but clearly be second fiddle to skip or like, and someone takes it because they look at what Shannon did and he propelled that into a place where Shannon clearly thought that he was bigger than skip. And he has at least an argument given that he is 50% of that show and has a way more successful individual venture, is it going to be a bunch of different people? Is Skip going to like no longer be relevant at all because nobody can work with him because they just can't find a match? Like That, to me, is the fascinating thing. Skip ain't going anywhere. Based on that reporting, guy wakes up at 3 in the morning still. Yeah, he's so weird that he's never, like, even though he lives in L.A., I think he still operates on East Coast time. Like, (laughs) he treats going to bed at 8 o'clock there like it's really 11 o'clock in New York, which is bizarre. He's just a weird dude who apparently in person 
is super nice and sweet and courteous and all that, but he's like, Oh, there's going to be, there's going to be a very long line of former professional athletes who try to get that job, knowing everything that you just said there about Bayless's personality, just because that, that sports real estate is still so to me, so lucrative. It's still well, such it's a, I mean, it's a high a, it's a, it's a seven job. figure. It's a seven figure job yep. for a couple of hours a day. And you just have to swallow your pride in a big way. Because I don't even look at it that way, though. Because I don't think that people felt that way about Sharp. Even though people knew that that he had to maybe maybe walk on eggshells is the wrong way to put it, but he, at least on the air, was confrontational enough where I don't think anyone looked at him as some shrinking violet or was just some marionette that, you know, was being played by Skip Bayless. No, you know, I mean, I think, he, went, he went at Skip hard. Um, and I think I, Bayless I, I, wants that. Yeah, I think, I just think the, the reporting around it, I guess, of... Skip has say over that you get hired. He has say of the final topics. Like Shannon wanted more say. He didn't get, you know, like that, that part of it. I just think you have to go into it. No, like, you know, Shannon Sharp's a hall of famer and Skip would take shots at his career when he's Skip Bayless. Like Shannon Sharp's one of the greatest tight ends ever. He's a legitimate celebrity, not because of media, but because of physical accomplishment. I actually liked that was that that of the clips that I would see from that show, those were the moments that I found myself enjoying the most. Where he would like reference the fact that you know Sharp's credentials didn't measure up or whatever. Like that kind of stuff I liked when he would try to knock him down a peg as a guy that never probably played any sports past a junior high level. I when when that. Shannon would do it to Skip, you mean? No, I'm saying when Bayless would try to do that to Sharp, <laughs> which would make, which was just you know obviously a losing argument, but he didn't that didn't stop him from doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, I no, love no, that. Nothing, <laughs> nothing seems to stop him. So I love that. Oh God! All right, man. Uh, fun times. I don't think we agreed on a single thing today. Uh, well, I guess that's what our bosses want, just like with Skip and Shannon. They don't like it when we're all yeah. hunky-dory on this show. Thank you to Spencer Ray. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll talk to you next week. First and five. Peace.